Welcome to the Inspiring Minds Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and presented by the Edison Awards. Listen as Justin talks with innovators and pioneers that are changing the world around us. True modern-day Thomas Edison's walking among us. Guests will answer the most difficult of questions facing startups, established brands, and folks with great ideas that are just getting started. Learn how these amazing innovators have gone from concept to commercialization and what it took to get there. Take notes as they share with Justin how they navigated through research, development, and in true Thomas Edison fashion, marketed and sold their newfound innovations. You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast. Welcome back to this episode of Inspiring Minds. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I'm excited to introduce our newest guest, uh, Steve Engel, the Executive Vice President for Healthcare Solutions for DJO Global. Steve, welcome. Thanks for coming on the podcast with me today. Justin, thanks. Uh, really an honor to be here and, and uh, uh, happy to be able to do this. Uh, it's been a real honor for DJL with our Motion V platform to you know, be recognized as a healthcare software innovator. So we appreciate the award and uh, really thanks for, uh, for hosting us. Yeah, man. Um, great to have you. You know, congratulations on being uh, an Edison Award winner at this point. Um, you guys have, have won an Edison Award, which is very exciting. Uh, what has that meant, you know, to DJO um, as a company and to your team? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, what you like about awards, especially as, as prestigious as this one is, uh, I think it's just a validation of the hard work of a lot of folks, um, you know, especially when you talk about innovation in the healthcare space, because we are redefining um, a space that truly needs it, uh, especially with today's uh, world events and challenges of delivering healthcare and COVID and otherwise. So um, really for me, it just, it just uh, kind of validates all the hard work that's gone in here for, for both DJO and our customers and really a tribute to, uh, to the team behind the scenes that, that has been involved and, and built it and implemented it and, delivered it to the market. No doubt that recent events have certainly uh, adjusted how, you know, everybody leads their company and, and um, adjusts to their day-to-day -day work activities. You know, what, what is your role at DJO now? And, and um, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, so I'm the executive vice president of healthcare solutions at DJO. Um, I have over 30 years of experience in healthcare and uh, really from uh, many aspects from bracing products to rehabilitation products to surgical products. Um, you know, today I lead uh, our, our largest uh, uh, national accounts from a contracted standpoint, as well as, uh, you know, the development and delivery of our software automation and technology solutions at, at DJO. Um, which has been a great uh, experience going from really, um, you know, the device to the automation and solution side, which is uh, critically important uh, in healthcare today that, that you, you see your way across the, the whole uh, landscape. And, uh, you know, it's for us and for me in this role, which I, I stepped into, you know, call it three, four years ago after leading different divisions of, of medical devices at DJO, which really helped the organization evolve from uh, really a product focus to more of a solutions mindset with our customers. You know, at our root, we're a manufacturer of orthopedic devices, but it's, it's really incumbent upon us to operate uh, differently with our customers going 
forward and help them from a solutions-based standpoint deliver healthcare in a you know an ever more challenging environment, and certainly none more than today with what we're seeing in the world. Um, so really, it's about us helping our customers run better practices. You know, at, at the end, um, the delivery of healthcare is a business, and it's, it's a combination of doing that well, efficiently, and then providing better patient care that leads to better outcomes for patients. So really focusing first on uh, driving, uh, you know, software across the continuum of care, delivering operational efficiencies, and getting paper out of a really challenged process in healthcare and digitizing that so that, you know, practices and DJO where we intervene can deliver it uh, with greater efficiency, profitability, and ultimately a, a better patient experience. And so it's really become uh, a growth platform for DJO that, uh, that enables us to interact in, on an even greater basis on our products that we, uh, that we clearly manufacture to, to help patients, uh, you know, either from prehab to rehab. You, you certainly um, do a great job of delivering a great experience for, you know, company, uh, you know, patients that use uh, your, your products. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what DJO does. Um, and then I want to come back to one of the points you just made about being paperless today as well. So it'd be great to, uh, great to hear a little bit more about, um, you know, some of those products and now solutions that you, that you provide for patients and caregivers. Sure. So I, I think the easiest way to describe DJO is we're the uh, seventh largest orthopedic company in the world. The six in front of us are, are, are big names uh, that, you know, um, probably the everyday person wouldn't recognize unless they uh, either invest in them or, you know, have, had a total joint. But the six in front of us are primarily implant companies that put, you know, total knees, total hips, total shoulders in the body when your joint wears out. While we do that, we're uniquely positioned in that we cut across the entire you know, orthopedic continuum of care from the preventative to rehabilitation from you know, outside the body to inside the body to devices like bone stimulation and muscle stimulation and total joints and orthopedic soft goods embracing products, diabetic foot care and uh, DVT for uh, pulmonary embolism. So we cut across a wide spectrum, which makes us uniquely positioned because we do you know, intervene with our products and solutions across that whole care continuum in a, in a patient's journey or an orthopedic procedure. And so you know, we're a, a really a global provider. Uh, you know, we do business in over 70 different countries around the globe. Um, we're a provider of you know, medical technologies really designed to get and keep people moving. Um, and you know, really the, the, the opportunity was to then take the company's products and underpin them with software solutions that, you know, address that whole continuum of care and, and really allow us to intervene more thoroughly and help our patients deliver a better experience around our products or our customers to patients. And um, ultimately uh, enable people to re regain or maintain their natural motion. Mm -hmm. And while you're doing that, you know, you're constantly coming up with new ways to service them. And, and I mean, service them, but to your point about uh, keeping patients moving, uh, how do you approach, uh, you know, innovation? How do you come up with new ideas or new ways, you know, to, to help solve those, um, those concerns and issues from patients? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll speak about it for Motion MD, but I think it really 
uh, describes how we do it with our devices as well. But you know, our, our software platform, uh, specifically this one that won the award with uh, Edison OceanMD, you know, it's a web-based integrated solution. And, and we have internal development teams that we match up with our, our marketing and, and sales teams. Uh, so we, we, of course, always test our features and our modules on our own business. We're, we have a business where sometimes the uh, customer would rather outsource the service line to us, so we're directly intervening in that uh, patient application or billing of those devices, or they want to insource it themselves and they're delivering the service line uh, on their own. But it allows us to pilot and directly get voice of customer both on our own where we're intervening or from the customer. And so really we work closely with our customers to pilot test the solution to ensure its workflow and, and how it's delivering on its intended outcome for them and for us. And then of course, you know, we work very closely with industry leaders and industry groups like uh, about the Haida group, which is a large distribution organization for the largest med surge and pharmaceutical distribution in the world to provider entities like the orthopedic administrators or the orthopedic physicians or HIMSS, which is, uh, uh, you know, the, the, in the side that really deals with technology and healthcare. So, you know, I think voice of customer is a big deal for us mm -hmm. uh, because in the end, there's a patient tied either to our device or medical device that we're producing and a provider who's providing it or there's a, that link between the provider and the patient on the solution. And so it's critical that we understand workflows and we understand the impact and we get that voice of customer firsthand. Um, give you an example. We, you know, launched a, re a recent uh, application within MotionMD that allows us to get uh, and really provide patient benefit uh, to, the, to the nth degree on what a patient owes versus their deductible or coverage. It's called Veropro. And so, we worked very closely with a, uh, an entity called South Shore Orthopedics, which is one of our customers up there in the Northeast, pretty close to you, Justin. Yep. And, um, and they really allowed us to work in their environment so that they could you know, give us feedback and validation of our tool. And they helped us ensure it, was, it worked seamlessly within their workflow, and really to meet their needs, the patient needs. And of course, ultimately, there's a payer involved here, whether that's an insurance company or the, or the patient. And so, you know, we're, they were so pleased with Veripro that they, uh, in providing patients with, uh, you know, seamless price transparency, that they helped us produce a video on the benefits of using the software. And uh, they also have a lot of pride in how well the solution works for them and how much it can also help other clinics around the country. So they actually were, were very eager and, and were the stars of a video that we produced uh, um, to, to share with the outside world. Well, that's exciting. That must have uh, gone over real well. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I would say um, in, in two ways. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you're moving an industry forward, and healthcare is certainly one that, while technology is ever expanding on the device, you know, when you look at uh, software automation and automation in, in general, as we move into a greater world of telehealth, it's not always adopted well. And, mm -hmm. um, Change is difficult, as you know, probably sitting in this role with Edison. And so I think uh, the best outcome of that was not only for outside customers and others to see it, but also for some of our own sales team to really see it from the eyes of a customer and the value it delivers for them. Uh, that was pretty powerful. So we were 
very, very thankful and appreciative of South Shore working with us on this. Well, it must make it easy to work with you guys too. I mean, if you're able to not just have the physical devices that you're either implanting or bracing that you're creating, but then, uh, you know, integrating with, um, you know, premiums and being able to uh, work directly with insurance companies on, on, you know, getting their information the most up to date, you know, and be able to provide that as an intermediary for, you know, the orthopedic, uh, you know, centers where, you know, they're trying to see as many people as they can to, you know, uh, make sure that, um, that they're, you know, servicing their uh, immediate region, right? I mean, I guess that those types of, of case studies have got to give you and the whole team the opportunity to paint a full picture for not just what it means for um, folks that are able to use your devices, but then actually like uh, do business with you too, no? Yeah, no, it's it's a great point. I mean, there's a lot of uh, challenges in delivering healthcare well. I think we, you know, you see it uh, very clearly. Patient price transparency and healthcare consumerism is at the forefront of everybody's mind, right? You you have a world where there's more insured, but most of that more insured in the U.S. at least is underpinned by higher deductible health plans. And so, at the end of the day, a lot of patients have catastrophic care but the onus of paying for that resides on them mm -hmm. through their high deductible plans. And so, you know, there's very few industries where you buy a product or service or get a product or service and you don't know what it costs you until three months later. Right. And so, you know, Veripro and Motion D are a great opportunity for us to be able to inform the patient immediately at the point of dispense where they can make an intelligent financial decision around their healthcare uh, and it really helps the providers provide that immediately. So, so look, you know, as a consumer, you're, you're, you're making an, an, a well-informed decision. There's no surprises. And, and being able to deliver that right there at the point of dispense, at that point of decision for the patient is, is really the ultimate uh, in, in a good patient experience and, and one that the providers like, because if, if you saw that process today on paper or otherwise, it's, it's very um, impaired, let's put it that way, and challenging. The li that lines are not linear always with that process. No, no doubt. Um, so I get it. No. Um, yeah, so speaking of that, though, uh, how has life changed at DJ over, at over the last two, three, four months? Yeah, I would say uh, what it challenged us to do, especially in relation to our solutions uh, side uh, and automation, is to um, is to adapt. And we we have a, uh, you know, we 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 certainly have an outlook, uh, you know, one to three years of, of what we're going to develop. A lot of it driven, as I've said, in the, the next updates to the software and, and additions uh, off voice of customer. But clearly, one of the biggest challenges in a, in a uh, COVID world is patients who can't get to their clinician or provider, but who still need care and who need care delivered at home. You, you've seen a large spike in telehealth and telehealth visits because it was just physically impossible to have patients visit for safety or health or otherwise. So we, we quickly uh, modified our um, development platform and, and really launched a telehealth module within MotionMD that allowed and enabled clinicians who had completed a telehealth visit to get a product delivered to the patient at home in a compliant and electronic manner so that they could get their care for their brace or their device at home. And 
directly delivered through and, and benefited by the software solution. So that's probably one of the most visible ways I can describe it for you. It's definitely changed the way you can interact with customers and it's definitely changed the way that providers as customers can interact with their patients. And so, you know, we, you adapt and overcome and that's uh, really what our job is to do for our customers. Certainly. Uh, with that adaptation and while well, really the need to adapt um, in, as you said, a COVID world, has that challenged your ability to commercialize products or I guess better put, has it um, helped improve how you're going to be commercializing products in the future? Well, I'd certainly say it's helped us uh, accelerate tools that we were using before and think differently, right? Um, I think I think we're all... Uh, even as we do this right now on a Zoom call, um, we've all had to deploy uh, other resources. Um, you know, some, some customers are not even allowing face-to-face uh, -face visits right now for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So what it's, what it's really had us do is uh, get to our customers in different ways, whether that's um, podcasts or social media or industry webinars. Um, we've done a lot of different things, reaching a much larger audience. And, and as long as you're providing good content that helps them, it's, it's enabled that. We, we clearly have the safety of our own uh, people in mind, you know, whether those are front end sellers, C-suite sellers or otherwise. So running more remote uh, customer engagements, um, whether that's demonstrating our software or our products, um, is really what we've had to turn to. But I'd say in that you have a very willing audience given the challenges that all of us face. And so I think it's really redirected um, us from what you would traditionally do to, to get your message to a customer to adapt new ways to get there. Do you think you guys were really, were well, I mean, not, no one could have planned for this. I mean, when we were making resolutions on December 31st, no one was like, oh, well, you know, this craziness is coming. So this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, how did you feel that you're, you and the team were well positioned to manage this given all the, you know, things you had in not just the pipeline, but the uh, platform that was already there? Yeah, no, it, that's a great question. And yeah, I, I, interestingly, the answer is yes. Um, we were very well positioned. And in fact, um, you know, on, on our software solution had built the capability to remotely install for customers. So even in the middle of this, we were uh, able to install our software platform with customers remotely and seamlessly. And for them, that was a big benefit um, given that they needed the more than ever some of this, uh, uh, the, the solution space to deliver healthcare and our, our ability to deliver that remotely um, you know, what was certainly a competitive advantage and an advantage for DJO, um, you know, as well as uh, we, we've run a lot of, you know, types of webinars and things with large industry groups, um, you know, detailing our solutions and our products. So we were well positioned and, uh, you know, the, the quick response to the telehealth module also put us in an even better position to deliver for customers at, you know, at this, at this time. Well, it seems to put you a, uh, a step ahead, you know, of your competition as well to, you know, potentially ensure continued success, no? Yeah, and, you know, uh, I, I, I think that, you know, I realize that DJO stands pretty unique in the orthopedic space, right, uh, to deliver on this continuum of care. So for, from that aspect, we're uniquely positioned. But 
really, we continue to focus on our innovation gap on, on solving real customer and market needs and, and always trying to provide even greater value you know, by leveraging our strengths. So our goal is to constantly challenge ourselves and our teams to widen our competitive advantage. And uh, I feel like we've, we've done a, a very good job of that. But, uh, you know, the reality is stay humble and, uh, and always remember there's more you can do and more you can learn. So we're constantly learning and constantly challenging ourselves to keep that gap. Well, it certainly sounds like something that I would share with or that you could share with um, startups and small companies as well that are, are just getting their, their feet wet. What a, what a crazy time to be starting a business right now. Yeah, well, I guess I look at it in two ways a crazy time or one of the most opportune times, depending on what you're starting. Um, right. <laughs> there's nothing like opportunity and disruption. And I'm not sure, well, I'm pretty sure in our lifetimes, yours and mine, we haven't seen ever seen disruption like this. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about it, but we've never seen it. And so I think to me, like always, it starts with a clear vision of the problem you're trying to solve, right? If you are starting a business, what is that thing you're trying to solve? You know, looking ahead, not in the rearview mirror. Are you listening to the customers or the customers you're proposing to go after? Um, I think, again, voice of customer at all levels, whether you're a DJO size or starting out, um, you know, there's no magic button that just because you're big, you're going to make the right decision, even if you're already there, right? So I think the voice of customer becomes critical. And, um, you know, I, what we've seen with healthcare, because there's a lot of, you know, money chasing technologies in healthcare and automation specifically around what everybody is calling the delivery of telehealth right now. Um, there's a lot of complexities in the delivery of healthcare. And so I would say if, if they're look if someone's looking in this space, you know, you really have to ensure that your solution fits into the, the workflows of these clinics and hospitals um, to ensure that you kind of have a rapid and seamless adoption of your technologies. It's hard enough as they're changing to adopt automation uh, and, and automated technologies that you, you either are going to be a benefit to that change or a disruptor to it at a time when they're already trying to catch up to the curve. So just really understanding workflows and understanding how your solution interacts with those positively um, is, is an important uh, aspect, I think, is if you're looking to step into the space. Yeah, you make a good point there because uh, especially if you're, you know, starting out or you're um, continuing to grow, you're also looking for, you know, milestones to hit. And, and, you know, back to your point about having a, having a clear vision and being able to articulate what's going to make you better, unique and different. What are some of the things that, you know, DJO looks for in terms of like special steps or, you know, milestones that, uh, you're always looking forward to to seeing in order to gauge potential success. Yeah, we have, we have several. Um, you know, this we've been fortunate uh, on the platform that our adoption rate is really looks like a hockey stick right now. It's grown very rapidly, and you know, today we're the market leader uh, in the automated software solutions for ortho practices. And so, as I said, stay humble. We track our statistics uh, enormously. You know, one is the locations that we've installed the software, which are locations both in the U.S. and Canada for now, and that is, uh, you know, physical clinics or hospital locations. Um, we're nearly over 2,500 today, so we, we keep a really close eye on that. But 
beyond adoption and locations, you want to see use, right? So we reached a milestone of 3 million patient agreements uh, generated on the system. So clearly, uh, and, and over 25,000 providers. So clearly providers delivering healthcare to patients uh, and platform expansion across locations are keys. And then we integrate you know, with the uh, EMRs out there, the Athenas and uh, Epics and of the world. Uh, and so we track that uh, because it's critically important that we're, we're tied to how these practices run their ultimate practice. And so that's a key uh, measure for us and that we do that well, we integrate well in those partnerships. So, you know, we've, we did a very rapid pivot as I talked about to telehealth support customers with, you know, some unique features there. And, you know, we're going to continue to add features to our platform to meet, uh, you know, evolving customer and industry needs and then very closely track those key milestones of locations, uh, number of patients and number of providers who are benefiting from the solution. You know, what, as you talk, one of the things I find interesting is the different levels of care that you reach into. You know, you're, you're speaking directly to the patient in terms of ease of use and uh, transparency in, in pricing and what they're going to be expected to pay. You know, it seems as though you're offering a real simple solution for doctors to enter information about, you know, the care they provided. Certainly administrators have got to be happy, you know, to be able to see all that information in one place as opposed to searching everywhere for it. You know, providers and then, you know, even even insurance um, have got to also, you know, see some of the benefits of all of those things. How does you, you know, how do you and the team manage telling those unique and individual stories through marketing? You know, I know I've talked to some of your team um, and they've done a, a wonderful job. That's how we became familiar with um with DJO and, and getting to, to hear your story. And, and clearly the voters of the Edison Award saw that and, and giving you guys the gold, but you know, how, how do you actually go about, you know, planning some of those things? Yeah, I'd say first and foremost, customer testimonials, like uh, we talked about Sasha are, are powerful, right? Uh, peers want to hear and customers want to hear from their own about how these things are working. So, you know, not only learning from uh, our own, uh, field, but but also uh, our customers is critical on what you know we can do for them and what it does for them. Um, you know those who are using it talk about it and 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 offer that uh, you know out to other customers and really you know you know, talk about the benefits of how it helped them with their workflows, efficiencies, how it allowed them to offer a better experience to their patients and better satisfaction and financial outcomes. So really hearing that through customer testimonials. Leveraging our key partnerships in industry is critical. And some of those I mentioned before, whether it's the orthopedic administrators uh, uh, area or HIMSS itself or some of our EMR or other vendor partnerships that we can co-market with like Availity really helps us deliver that uh, patient price transparency. You know, ultimately those relationships help us with our mutual you know, customers and stakeholders. And then as we kind of referenced with Today's travel challenges, uh, you know, uh, a robust set of, of website for lead generation, industry webinars, we're big on social media, podcasts uh, as such as this, where, uh, you know, we can relay the information and, uh, and you, know, uh, you know, not being afraid to over communicate uh, both externally and internally, you know, customers are looking for new and good ideas and ways to optimize their business and 
efficiency tools um, for disruptive this disruptive environment and beyond. And uh, it's really interesting that um, we see even more of that today, that need. Um, all you have to do is, is open an article today anywhere and you see the challenges that these healthcare providers have faced uh, yeah. having to shut down all other types of uh, procedures to deal with COVID patients has their P&Ls just annihilated right now. Yeah. And so cash is king. I'm figuring out what the new world order is, the, the cost of delivering safe environments in, in uh, COVID world. How do they get uh, themselves back to profitability, get people back to work, be able to get patients in who feel safe and do it in an efficient manner. Um, so it's really a time where a solutions-based approach is resonating now at a fever pitch more than I've ever seen in my career. Well, certainly, uh, you know, the initial uh, response must have been to just service the client, right? And like, hey, you have this need, we have a solution, you know, uh, this is how you start using it. So you go deeper and wider through the, through the beginning, I would probably say March, April, even into May, where you're um, working to assist uh, the folks that are, are, you know, already clients of yours. But, you know, thinking about, you know, future stuff here, as you consider sales strategy, I, you know, we talked a little bit about um, what the case study has done for your, your sales team, but how do you go about, you know, even putting a strategy together that's going to be able to also, you know, uh, touch uh, so many, you know, parts of the healthcare system? Yeah, I think, um, you know, don't, the key message is don't wait for the product to be commercially available and have a business development and sales strategy, right? Um, you know, we do exhaustive uh, strategy planning, um, you know, that cuts across all of our business units. And, and I, I sit in this kind of shared service role where we're the solutions arm for the company. And our job is to connect with our business units uh, to, to help them uh, deliver a better experience around our products. Uh, utilizing solutions. Uh, and so, you know, really having, uh, you know, that voice of customer, understanding how the world is changing. You know, we've, we really built MotionMD off of enabling an easier transaction, digitizing a very difficult paper-based healthcare system um, and to create greater efficiencies. And now our opportunity is to move into more of our connected medicine side now that we have a platform there and really begin to intervene even more in that patient delivery of healthcare through smart devices and other things that we, we already have uh, are developing, but connected into the seamless platform that's easy for uh, customers to use. And so always with that though, is that you, you have a plan, you have a strategy, ours is always one to three years out. We're looking ahead, you modify based upon, let's be clear, right? We had a development plan it got up, upended pretty quick because of COVID. And so you adapt what you're going to do. And we quickly did and turned our efforts toward delivering a telehealth module, uh, perhaps ahead of some other things because it was the right thing to do and the, and the thing that customers needed at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I'd say this, you know, there's a lot of great technologies I've seen in the space. There's a lot of great technologists creating things out there, but what's really important is you have to have a good go to market, right? You have to understand and roll it out and have a sales plan that aspects of the industry, you know, uh, of the business 
um, with underlying, you know, the underlie your solution or technology. If industry is just full of, you know, wonderful and sophisticated solutions that are still looking for customers, right? And so, you know, my advice would be, you know, whether it's what DJO does or anybody else is to have a successful launch and adoption, you need to have line of sight to your sales and marketing customer support strategies before the commercial product is even commercially ready. And then you can really hit the ground running and execute you know, on with the customer. Um, and we see it every day. There's a lot of great technologies that just aren't finding green grass because they didn't have a plan of how they executed it in a, in a complex uh, you know, healthcare environment. And so they're just not finding uh, oxygen, if you will, because they, they can't get deployed in this complex space. Well, yeah, I, I, I can um, appreciate that. There's, there's certainly no movement if you don't, you don't have a great plan in place. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head there about the complexity of the space that you're in. You know, you're, you're constantly overcoming you know, challenges and having to adapt to a lot of, um, a lot of uh, things that are out of your control. And so it's really neat to see how you've continued to reinvent um, the company and reinvent, uh, you know, really the healthcare space in general. So I guess my final and last question for you is what's next for DJO? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, what's next for DJO first and foremost is to stay really close to what's happening in the market and understand those larger trends that will impact uh, healthcare delivery and, and on a global scale, right? Um, you know, if you, if you, for us, we have a very large U.S. presence. And so, uh, you know, it's a very unique uh, delivery model in the U.S. Um, but there's models outside the U.S. that we operate in that look very similar. And some of those are years ahead of where we are and some are years behind or, and, and just different. So always having a global view um, so that you can see those larger trends uh, come forward uh, in the delivery of healthcare to patients. Uh, globally. And then as I kind of referenced earlier, you know, moving uh, from uh, and continuing to enhance what we're doing on the transactional side of digitizing uh, that healthcare transaction and enabling providers and patients to do that and have that more seamlessly and efficiently. And then scale that into the clinical engagement that we, our opportunity is with uh, patients, and we've already developed applications, but more to follow there. Our opportunity is to, to really engage in that you know, patient experience to help providers and payers deliver uh, a more effective outcome um, that has you know, patients getting back to motion and, and, and really living their lives uh, the way they want to, healthy. Yeah, no, of course. And Steve, thanks for so much for joining me today. This has been, you know, truly insightful, uh, insightful rather, uh, to learn more about DJL, how you attack some of these things, and and really, um, uh, what's so unique about that market. So, so thanks for joining me today. Hey, cannot thank you enough again, Justin, for the time. And and really, as I said, it, it was an honor, and uh, we feel very honored to to receive the award. So, thanks again for that opportunity. My pleasure, man. You have been listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast presented by the Edison Awards. On behalf of our guest today and host, Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Edison Awards. If you have a great guest idea or want to share your inspiring story, please email Justin at justin at edisonawards.com for consideration. 
Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast.